the regular season sportscast with your host, Jay the Red Santee. Hardest thing to do these days is finding an apartment in New York City. Honestly, to find an apartment in New York City has to be one of the biggest. It's like looking for Waldo in a red and white stripe factory. It's it's just it's 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 insane. It's insane, especially when it comes to price ranges. It's un it's un it's unexplainable how how. Landlords and 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 realtors and real estate agents and fucking landowners or plantation owners, whatever the fuck you want to say, shit. It's disgusting how these fucking these 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 rents are. It's deplorable. I truly don't understand how people can live with themselves. And they go, well, you know, the 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 economy the way it is, and you gotta understand that it's like no some of you motherfuckers already own the property it's not like your mortgage and your shit this shit is already owned you bought it's done but you're still out there fucking how do you live with yourself especially with people who are hard working and they're trying to fucking make ends meet and you're out there fucking rent is amazing it's amazing and i and then i sit here and i have to lie and have to tell these motherfuckers not lie but you know, I have to, you know, give reasons on why I don't have fucking good credit. And it's like, I don't have good credit. It's because A, I never fucking really had credit. And B, I have to pay rent. That's why I don't have good credit. I mean, let's be honest here. It's, it's ridiculous. I, 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 I don't know, but I, I, I'm, I'm always optimistic that the bubble will burst and somebody's going to get hit in the balls. And for the good people who actually, do well with their real estate and and are good people i i feel bad if you know you do lose money for but for all these other motherfuckers out there oh my lord may it but people are leaving the city they don't want to live in this place it's too fuck what are you gonna do you're gonna have a, a whole city full of of an industry with no constituents living in it no 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 no, no the population to be nothing but businesses i don't understand it i don't get it it's so it's so ridiculous how this is just it just manifests itself to be this high level high stakes kill or be killed for the highest i mean apartments are outstandingly high it's oh my god it's like the man who said the rent is too damn high if i could make new york money somewhere else i would be the fucking man Oh, I'm the man anyway, but still, I'll be even the bigger man. It'd be insane. I can't even, even if I wanted a car, and I don't want a car, but even if, if I wanted a car, I couldn't get one. I couldn't have one. It's just, just it's just ridiculous. Oh, welcome everybody to another episode of the regular season sportscast. I am your host, Jay Red Santee, here to bring to you another week of sports buffoonery, debauchery, and well, let's just say. The ridiculousness that can be in the sports world. Make, 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 make no mistake about it. The sports world, just as Durant, can be frustrating, but yet also, no, that's pretty much it. It'll be frustrating, but that's okay. Because I bet you don't know, none of them motherfuckers got uh, real estate issues. The only issues they have is where they're going to fucking buy. 
Make sure you check us out on all social media outlets. Check us out on our like and group page on Facebook. Make sure you check us out on Twitter at RWJ Sanity. Check us out on the Instagram at the regular season sports and on YouTube as well as on Anchor at TRSS Turnbuckle Tabloid. Guys, we're going to find it much, much easier to find our shows. We're getting the kinks in order because my, my man out in Rage Works, Big Rich is over there trying to set things up for us properly, making sure that all the shows are done. And you guys, especially on iTunes, you guys could get us separately. It's not going to be fully under the Rage Works umbrella. You'll be able to have us automatically separately from our shows. You don't have to download the whole catalog of, of shows. Everything will just be separate. You can get Call Me When It's Over. You can get Turnbuckle Tabloid. You can get Black is Do Black. You get the varying issue. And, of course, you get us at the regular season sportscast as a separate entity and a separate show. But, yeah, that's the first, that, that's the struggle that I'm going through. This time around, uh, I, I'm not being rushed out. I'm, I'm taking my time because... um. I just, I just need more space. I got, I need a little bit more space, especially I don't live. I don't like living in my room. I, I prefer to be in my living room and my living room is too damn small. My bathroom is almost as big as my living room and that's not a good look. So I'm trying to like space it. I'm like a fucking gypsy. I've been moving around from fucking spaces, but I think I've moved. I'm going to say about five times in the last 15 years. It's fucking crazy. It's, 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 but it's the nature of the beast. Hopefully in my next spot. Will be one in which I can set up and start getting ready to at least either fucking get a condo or a house or something. Or I just move, find a woman and just move in with her and just live out of her basement in my man cave, wherever it is. So, ladies, if you're looking for me, I'm single. Bing. So, other than that, this week has been an enjoyable week because baseball is back. Yes, my friends, the baseball season has returned. And I know many of you guys out there are jumping for joy, engulfed in glee. Feeling the love that is baseball. I, too, have missed the season. I have. No, please, do not do not upload so loud. Please. But, no, honestly, it's been one of those years that it's exciting because so many moves have been happening and a lot of, uh, a lot of teams are going to possibly be on the emergence. And, of course, the Yankee hate is still there. I'm going to talk about that on, uh, in the... Um, in the next segment, it's it's something that we need to address because I, being a Yankee hater, understand that. But my rant this week will be about the Yankee hate and how it may be warranted. But it's also one of those things to where some people may need to get over it. Am I coming to the threshold of possibly getting over it? You'll find out next episode. Nah, you find out this episode. You find out in this segment, this upcoming segment. Also, this week we have LeBron fan. Light, she's in the building. We had a long discussion about NBA and what's going to transpire with her thoughts and feelings on the upcoming playoffs and any other moves and shakers that's happening also in the upcoming NBA draft. A lot of kids are uh, going out. Her thoughts about the one and dones and, you know, certain things that that, that, that is also occurring in the NBA. And also, uh, talking sports and shit just got not too much on, on the table, just some quick, some quick hits. And then, um, yeah, I'm gonna let you guys breathe. So, don't go anywhere, guys. Got um, got my man Isaac dropping, dropping, dropping a little hit. Got some, got some things out there. You can check him out on that punk Isaac on on SoundCloud. You can check out his uh, his he got a little track out there. He got some 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 music for y'all. And yeah, guys, don't go anywhere. Stick around. Um, I'm trying to get my cutaway. Where's my? Oh, there goes my cutaway.
TRSS will return with Jay the Red Santee and Just Daniel. This message is brought to you by WWE Hall of Famer, Ron Simmons. You're listening to TRSS Sportscast. And if you're not, I got one word for you. Damn! We're back with the guys from TRSS who enjoy balls. Not the way you think about it, you freaks. Jay Santee and Just Daniel. This week's rants. Uh, baseball season's here, and uh, I can smell it in the air, ladies and gentlemen. No, it's not fart. No, it's not old nasty hot dogs that's been spinning around in that greasy oil dripping fat burning machine that you see at the ballpark and it's not the overpriced beer that they sell you no my friends it's the yankee hate yes it's in it's 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 all around us the yankee hate is is in the ballparks it's on your handheld devices it's on your social media it's in your workplace it's everywhere the yankee hate is real it is i know i live it i live it year by year i do and it's just it emanates it just rises and it's funny because it won't go away 
The Yankees are probably the most hated team in history. You could also be considered the most loved. They have a humongous fan base. But if you don't root for the Yankees, you boo the Yankees and you hate what they're all about and what they what what they mean. I've always said that the Yankees remind me of that kid that you would see in high school whose parents would buy them and always get him the new car and he's always got all his 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 friends around him that think he that he's cool and they get the best girls and they're you know they letter in every sport that they play in so spoiled given everything because mommy and daddy loved him more than anybody else and they spoil him rotten mommy and daddy being the Steinbrenners that's basically the what my correlation is but and I always said oh I remember growing up uh I was a I'm a Met fan you know I was a Met fan and I still live still am and in my era the Yankees were terrible they were god awful in the 80s shit you know you you had you know you had Don Mattingly you had Ricky Henderson you had Dave Winfield you thought that this was a team that that could actually win that they can gel together and win and but they couldn't the eighties they were stuck it was rotten it was horrible but then uh in the nineties that all turned around everybody wanted to become a Yankee and then they started looking into their farm system and investing into their farm system they bringing they were bringing up some guys you know you had you had Derek Jeter you had uh you had uh Bernie Williams you went and guys that all of a sudden wanted to come and play for the Yankees. You know, you, you, you had players, you had Wade Boggs, Roger Clemens. He, these guys actually decided that they wanted to become, you had former Mets. You had Doc Gooden. You had uh, uh, David Cohn. These are guys who end up going to the Yankees and pitching no hitters. They couldn't pitch a fucking no hitter for the Mets. Jesus. And you go to the Yankees and all of a sudden you're fucking aces. But I digress. Then you get a lockdown closer in Mariano Rivera. And then you had like, you know, you had guys like Paul O'Neill who came by, Tino Martinez. You had players who just started to, to, to gravitate and wanted to become Yankees. And that's what it is. And I was just having a conversation with my boy Joe at work. And I tell him, I said, you know, when you play baseball, your goal is you, you have to say in your mind, you want to be a Yankee. That's that's just what it is. And Joe's from the Bronx. He said, I never thought that because, you know, when I play baseball, I, I never I wasn't a Yankee fan. I he was a Met fan being from the Bronx. So he must have got like ostracized. They, they, they probably hated him where, <laughs> in his neighborhood. And um, you had you, you, you that's your it's like football players. Many individuals, you're either going to play for your local team, your city's team, or you wanted to be a cowboy. There was there was nothing else that that's what it was. Yankees were seen any, everywhere. Cowboys were seen everywhere. Uh, it's it's like in basketball, you wanted to be a Laker or a Celtic. But, you know, it was one of those because they were everywhere. But the Yankees go on a run and everybody says, oh, these championships, they, they've won, which I always tell them, yeah, but you remember they won championships when there was no such thing as really traveling to the West Coast. You were playing amongst yourselves. And those championships were won, like, in all in abundance. And then you had a, you had a stretch where you weren't winning, you know. It, it happens, and then all of a sudden, bam, bam. And 
you know, everybody rests on their laurels and they sit on a oh, World Series, another ring, baby, another ring, yo, Yankees. And then it's like, yeah, but you know what? You're not that dominant team that you used to be. Then all of a sudden, the Yankees started to show some glimmer after Jeter leaves. Now they're looking in, they're investing in themselves again. They bring up Aaron Judge. You know, and it's like, oh, wow, you know, we got a big power hitter. This guy's a freaking monster who could, you know, Send send it out to park tons. Then all of a sudden, that 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 monster of a, of a management of of, of the men, of administration and organization and finance kicks up, and they go out there and they get a Giancarlo Stanton, and it's like, oh no, here it comes, here it comes. The Yankees are starting to show that evil empire look again, and I gotta tell you. It's just like me when I watched the way the LeBron hate. It's like you gotta let it go. Yeah, I'm not gonna let this one go. But still, I, I can I can understand why people do have this 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 idea that yeah, they're they're a good team. They are. They they really on paper they look like they're like a good team. And for years they've had such such dominance. They've had the Reggie Jacksons. They had. You know, the, the, the Thurman Munsons, you know, you go as far back as the Joe DiMaggio's, the Mantles, you know, the Marises, the, you know, you, the, you, they had a bunch, Yogi Berra, you know, they have history. They have, you know, they, they, they have monuments, which by the way, no one can actually use any number under 10 anymore because it's like they're all retired. What the fuck are they using? Like shit. But, um, nonetheless, this is a team that, that, it's been around since the grass was green and the lines were drawn for foul lines for the fouls and and, and the batter's box was made. These guys were they they earned their way to be respected, but in the same time they've earned their way and the reputation of being despised and disposed and disgusted by the rest of the MLB fan base who are not Yankee fans. For I. Look forward to the end of the year because I stay quiet for the whole year. I stay quiet. Don't mention a word. Don't say nothing. I see bombs being lobbed over the top, back and forth between Yankee lovers and Yankee haters. And I just sit back and I quiet down and I keep it quiet. I don't say a word. And I just wait and wait and wait until the Yankees disappoint their fans again. When we come back, we have... LeBron fan light in the building. She'll be discussing this this year's uh, upcoming playoffs, NBA, as well as what else is going on in the NBA and the new and the way the draft is being. This uh, this just the pick of the litter that's happening in the draft. There's a lot. There's a lot of guys going now. So guys, don't go anywhere. We'll be back. Check you guys. Grab a beer or something. We'll be back with the regular season sportscast with Jay the Red Santi and whoever's sitting in the co-host chair. The regular season sportscast with your host, Jay the Red Santi. Hey, this is Chris Roach and you're listening to TRSS.
NBA Talk this week on TRSS. I got LeBron James fan Simone in the building. She's back. First time run, you know, she had a little bit of the jitters. She has a little nervous Thursday. But we back in here. We good. And I know she got a lot to say this week because... My man been playing legit, legit ball. I mean, hard. I mean, he been playing for all year, but I mean, some, some upper scale shit. MVP. MVP? MVP. Think so? Definitely. <laughs> many may argue that. Many, many may argue that. I'm telling you. Season 15, that's what we're going to say. Season 15. But season 15 could be. He's really? Season, season 15. He's 17. Season, he's season 15 for a 33 year old, though. Come on now. I mean, even if he went to college for one year, he'd be season. 15 at 34. Oh, come on. Come on. How, how, many, how many other guys would right now be saying like the same thing? Like, I mean, the last the last run, I mean, let's let's look at season 15 for Kobe. What, what was he doing? Not this. No? No way. No, 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 no. Season 15 had to be around, it had to still be around, what what time? I got it. playing Boston and them? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm going to look five it up. Five years ago? No, that couldn't have been five years ago because LeBron was still around. Seven straight finals, so it couldn't have been. <laughs> <laughs> do we do we have to put that as a tag there? We got to put that as the tag. Yeah, I'm giving me a LeBron James tattoo, man. The greatest to ever do it. Do you, would you do that though? Yeah. What would you like? What would what would be what would it look like? Remember the uh the the original LeBron um symbol? Yeah. With the L and the, the twenty three. That's yeah. That, that was, would that wouldn't be bad though. That wouldn't be. But that would be. Hmm. People got Jordan tattoos. The jump man. Yeah, that should be killing me though. None of them play ball. None of them <laughs> All they do is because they uh, wear the kicks. That should be killing me. Mm-hmm. I'm like, my God, cut cut that shit out. Listen, I love playing video games. You don't see me with a PS4. Fucking tattoo <laughs> none of that shit. That shit is OD. Stop it. But you see, at least I could I could I could appreciate yours because at least there's an admiration for it. Like me, I love Batman. I'm gonna get me a Batman tattoo. Soon. See? Yeah, I get that. No problem. So I can do that. But motherfuckers who got Jordan tattoos and like. <laughs> Y'all do it because of the sneakers. Stop it. I know a guy in my job who got that. Yeah. I just, just thought about they that. They do all types of Jordan bullshit. Jordan <laughs> Jumpman earrings, you know. My mom tried to come in the crib with a pair of those. I said, no, no, no. We can't do this. I forgot my boy was talking about it the other day. He was talking about when niggas was smell, smelling like Jordan on the perfume, the cologne. <laughs> <laughs> I said, fucking, they, they had the, they had the baseball and the basketball one. It's like, mm-hmm. nah. Supposed to, the, the, the baseball one was supposed to smell, smell like, like funky leather. um locker room sweaty <laughs> um, sweaty twos <laughs> sweaty, sweaty. but the baseball one smelled, it was supposed to smell like leather it smelled like old leather my boy was like what do you mean it smelled like Mary J Blige oh no <laughs> oh no <laughs> so now this week we got uh of course someone in here we gonna we got a uh, playoffs about the about to come commence it's 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 tightening up the races yo I was surprised I was I, I thought San Antonio was gonna be out like I, I they were on the cusp. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh shit!" No, but um, Pop is always going to be able to coach them into. Well, he'll find a way. Plus, with the headache that's going, it's, it's really Kawhi. Really, that much of a fucking headache over there? Uh, I don't know if he's actually a headache. I just think he wants to play with the superstars. A league where, in order to win, you need multiple superstars. Mm. They don't become appealing to superstars. So he's like, you know what? I'm getting ready to be in my prime of my career. Right. Y'all either have to be able to bring somebody in here, or y'all need to let me go. I I, I get what you're saying, though. But there's still you're still a team that's still recognized as winners. Like you still got a right. winning formula. It's a win- winning's culture, but you will never. Um... Is it the money that he's looking for? Because remember, nah, I'm sure they can pay him the money. But the thing is, they actually don't. They don't like when you hear uh, these big free agency teams and p- players shopping the market. You never hear San Antonio, even though they probably have the best coach in basketball, right. of course. Mm-hmm. So 
you never hear like you know you don't hear the great players when they talk about who's in a toss up to get these players. Right? Why not talk about them? Because I'm sure they have m- more than enough money. You know, for right. anybody because they're not paying nobody no major money there. So, but I mean, they're just not appealing. Because in to comparison, people. comparison to big market teams, just like a New York or L.A. and stuff like that, San Antonio, although it's it's a winning, it's a, it's a winning franchise, it's not the draw. That's why I, I lied when people were talking about LeBron possibly going to San Antonio. Like, I think a lot of people like that option because they would love to see him play with a. Coach that's of standard, like mm. a big time coach, somebody that could actually bring him to his highest potential. But is he coachable? I mean, I believe. I think I believe he might be a little bit uncoachable. I think, I think that he's coachable for a coach that can, you know, be able to coach him. Usually, they they sit a guy in that can't coach him, or their, you know, their basketball IQ isn't as high as his. Now you send him in a room with somebody whose IQ is. On the same level, or even higher than his, then he should be fine. Is Tyrone Lue really, really? Are we, are we really looking at him as him being ill that he has to sit down? Or? He might not be ill. I just think that they've got to a space in the franchise where they want to not make it seem like they're trying to fire him or make as much controversy as going on in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. They don't want to make it seem that way anymore. So you know, okay, we're gonna do this. You're gonna step back as if you're sick mm-hmm. or whatever, and then. You know, let's just take that controversy out of it because right now pushing to the playoffs, we don't want that to be another headline. But a bit distraction, you know right. what I'm saying? Yeah. Like Talu, because I mean, let's be real: is Talu really coaching over there? That, but that's the question I'm saying. Is like I always laugh when I see coaches like a Tyron Lue and and these guys who might have the mindset for the game, but then at the end of the day, you got a player like fucking LeBron sitting. There. It's like right. it's like I used to bust your ass. What are you talking about? Like, yeah, how could you coach too, me? But- you know what it you coach is? Me? The thing is, like players like LeBron James, Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan, they have very, very high levels of basketball IQs. Right. So you know, some players need to be led, and some players are just going to be leaders. So, like they, they already have that natural coach in them. They could rile the team up. They mm. could get everybody going. So it's kind of hard to coach those type of dudes. So do you sit there and you, when you have a player like that? I mean, let's think about it like this. When you have a player like in a caliber, say like a LeBron or, or, or even like, uh, yeah, the KD or someone, but more like LeBron because LeBron is actually fucking coaching somebody. He's being coached by somebody that he probably like, he was like two weeks ago busting his ass. Do, does the role switch to where it's like, all right, you don't need to coach me. Get the other dudes. Like get, get, get them riled up. Get them, get them the formula at the end of the day. And I'll assist you with that. Um, I think that those guys are very open, like, to you know working with people because they understand like they understand that the basketball game itself is basically a team so we need everybody on the same page but at the same time in doing that the emotions come in and like the other day if when you see lebron james and they had the little uh clip with him and talu going back and forth right i mean i don't think that's far-fetched i think you will catch every superstar and their coach at some point going back and forth. But because it's LeBron James and people try to discredit Ty, Ty Lue for what he's doing because he's coaching the LeBron James, right. you understand? They don't actually get the credit for doing it. But that's, I mean, that's something typical that you usually see with superstar players and coaches. Because By the way, I found uh, season 15 for Kobe. I was looking for it. Okay. And and I, it's not bad numbers, but... I didn't say that it was bad numbers. But no, no, but it's, to, to, as always, in which I, I, I always detest the people when we, we have these conversations about that. And I'm not, it's not pulling away from anything, mm-hmm. but you also got to think of the nature of the beast of positions and how 
certain men are built. Like LeBron is built hey. to be fucking doing this. Yeah, he's he's built to be doing this. But again, we really haven't seen anybody like this. These are well, one of those once in a lifetime kind of guys. I think we're about to start seeing a, a new breed coming in because uh, that kid um, Zion Williamson. Yeah. Jesus Christ! Yeah. I just uh, he did the little dunk contest in the um, All American game. Yeah, he looked good. But again, that's what I'm talking about. As far as that, they should just stop letting that rule about having to go to college for one year is just. I mean, if you're good enough to go, just let them go. When you when 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 you played ball, when you was playing ball, mm-hmm. uh, did you get, you got scouted? Mm, yeah, yeah. But I you w- did you did go away to play ball for a little bit. Yeah, right? I went away. Well, um, what was that like? What was that experience for that? Uh, it was, um, it was different because when I was here, I played at a high school where, you know, I got to do whatever I wanted to do. I would go to practice. I wouldn't even get dressed. Mm. We run around. It wasn't, I wasn't disciplined. So, you know, I did a lot of things that were incorrect. Like I didn't jump off the right foot. I did a lot of like mechanical things wrong. So Mm. when I got to school, I was just so used to just playing everywhere. Like I was good enough. I knew how to score. So I knew how to. I w- everywhere I go, people just let me play because I was able to score. So when I got there and they was trying to teach me right. everything, like the correct way, it was hard because I was so set in my ways of doing it, how I was doing it. And then I felt like, you know, they wasn't playing me. They felt like I wasn't getting to the system correctly. So it was just like a whole transition. But like after that, I learned like sitting down, like every game I used to have to sit next to my assistant coach. Like I couldn't sit down on the end of the bench with people laughing and joking. I had to actually sit down next to him, and we had to break down the whole game. All game, I used to be so upset. Like, man, I can't get with this because I just felt like, you know, man, like they're not playing me. Right. I'm just busting my ass here. I feel like everything, like everything in practice, they just making me do it ten times, and everybody else do it once. Like, so basically, you just had a big. It was a big reprogramming for you, right? And and it's just hard, you know, like. When you think you're this good and you think that, like, yo, I know what I'm doing. And for somebody to completely tell you, like, no, everything you're doing is wrong. You man. think that happens to a lot of uh, players that's coming out of, especially, I, I always said New I York. I think it's New, New York, York City. York, yeah, exactly. I, was, I think, I it's, think New it's New York. York City because I feel like when I went to school and I went away, I played with a bunch of guys. Like, I mean, let's just say, look at the boys team that we played at, at my school. Mm. Like, we talking about legit 6'9", 6'10", guys, point guards that's 6'4". New York City, if you 6'4", you probably play center a lot. Right, yeah. You understand what I'm saying? So you get set in this mode of like, yeah, I'm a big man. And then you get to college and 6'4 is small and you have to be able to step out and shoot. You got to be able to step out and guard those guards. Like, you can't do it. And here it's just high life flashy. Like, I'm big time. And I, I, always, and I always felt that New York really didn't embrace the other outlets, like the AAUs that they have, like in other states. I mean, we, you yeah. know, how you got gauchos you know, you and know, stuff there, but it's not, the it's not is, the same. It's, it's different here because you come to New York City, you got street ball. That's the big thing. You got Rucker Park, you got Kingdom, you got a whole bunch of, you got Gersh, you got a, that's the culture of basketball here. When you talk about big games, you're talking about street tournaments, you're talking about people in the park, you mean people running on the court. Yeah, when well, you she are, dunked with ease though. Yeah, yeah. She was she did that. She, she did that. Ease. She's six four. Yeah, she dunked with ease, and, it, and she's going to UConn. It's like, yeah, but I mean, that's the culture. And it's then they had her recruited probably since she was like twelve years old. Yeah, they gonna do that. But I mean, it's just um in New York City that structured AAU tournament game. It's not really that. Like, what's big is you want to see the big kids. You want to see the kids go to um. 
You want to see them go up to Dykeman and you want to see them go to Gersh. Those are the big games. But that's a, well, you know, it's funny because um, we look at we 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 look at the the culture outside of New York City where. You know, we see like, especially now with the Laval Ball situation, like the whole California basketball shit got bumped up a little bit more because he, you know, his AAU stuff like that. But it's been like that for years where, you know, you play high school ball, you get, you know, the big, the big support and all that. But then there's also, once that season's over, bam, you in the next fucking, that AAU circuit. Right. And in New York, I think where we look at it is where PSAL is not what it used to be. It's not. I think, I think what it is, is, you know. In New York City, is everything is about the, the lights and the, the glamour of everything. So, you know, in New York City, you got a lot of kids that's in high school, but the focus isn't really high school. Right. Because, I mean, you got young kids, they getting money, they flashy, they drive nice cars. So they already got this limelight type of lifestyle before, like, NBA and anything like this. When you go to, like, other cities, it's just basketball. Like, what do you do? Yeah. And I just play basketball, but... I mean, of course, you got people that's hustling in all types of states and they getting all types of stuff. But the basketball players tend to play basketball. Yeah, and then in the other, and it's separated. So you know what I'm saying? You got the street guys; they come to see the ball players. But here, the ball players might actually be the ones that's getting the money. So mm. eventually, you get to a separation of time where like basketball isn't getting me the stuff that I like right now. Right. Compared to, well, I I get I get that because it's more about like, but out of state, it's like. Basketball brings me the limelight. Where out here, like in New York, it's like me being flashy. Period is what gets me the limelight. Exactly. Yeah. So you understand, like here, like I niggas be like, listen. yo, I don't need this b bullshit. Exactly. Like here, I always say, like you come to New York City, you go to the club, man. You see people that's in the street look better than rappers. Yeah. You see rappers in the club. You see people in the street spend more money than rappers. So you know, like it's not the okay. Lock in and load because you play ball. Like, no. Like, okay, if you don't play ball, you might still look like a ball player because you out here, your man's getting money, you getting money. So it's a lot of other distractions. Is New York looking for that that great that great hope to come out of here? Um, I don't know if New York, like, I mean, New York's always going to have a, a numerous of good ball players. But like I said, the culture. Because the last one that came out was like, it was Lance, right? Um, I think that. The kid that he goes to Minnesota, Isaiah Washington. Oh, Washington. The yeah. Jelly Fam kid. Yeah. He's really big. Um, there's a couple of big names. The the kid from Kentucky, he just into the he's gonna into the draft. Hamadou Diallo. Yeah, yeah. They from the Bronx, like they're good, but I don't know. I just think the culture of basketball is different. Like when I was in tenth grade, I was gonna move to Virginia and when I was gonna move down there, I went to a couple of high schools out there. And when I went to like the gym, it was like a college. Like the gym was separate. The gym was like a complete stadium. Like a campus, exactly. Yeah. And the culture of basketball is just different. So you got a couple hundred kids in the gym. Like instead of on Friday you want to go to party, on Friday we go into the game. And that's where it's at. Like, but oh. you know what? Also, it's also because uh, even in the culture of New York City, where uh, and it's funny because it wasn't even in our rundown, but that's the shit that happens when we talk here. Um, even when I remember when we when I was trying to get you out of. Your 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 school, and mm-hmm. I was gonna we we're gonna put you in a private school. Even right. a private school culture is different, cause we had um we had a uh, we had Chaz out there, and uh Chaz Williams who played from UMass. So we like like I mentioned Chaz Williams from from the neighborhood. You know he played for uh, PSAL. Something happened. He had to go to private school himself. Right. So I figured like the same outlet would have been good for you to do the same thing. But you know yeah. shit tied up. But that culture is different as well because I think 
years ago, like back in the eighties or whatever, that's mm-hmm. they they like scouts used to like to go to PSAL. Then all of a sudden, the change went mm-hmm. over where private school was the way to go. I think that what happened in New York City is a lot of these big schools they don't really want to take that risk because everything that has been in the culture of New York City players mm-hmm. and just like you know. That high life, the flashiness, the attitude of players, it's a lot to deal with. You know, you come from the city, you got a you got a strong demeanor to you. So you get to these other schools and you just wanna be the man. Like, yeah. And if I it's it seems like uh they don't want to deal I guess to deal with the headache. <laughs> the headache of it all. So going into the NBA rundown, we got um got the play the playoff push happening and there's some key injuries that's actually sh- shaping up that uh might run the course of of what might occur. First off, we had the Steph Curry injury. Mm-hmm. That's uh, which was he returns and gets hurt again. Right. And um, it's funny because it was a we had a discussion at my job. I hate talking basketball or sports at job at my mm-hmm. job because I always tell people, if "You want my opinion? Listen to my show." That's right. what I say. But I still listen to these dudes, and it's like the weight of the shoulders you know, relied on Steph. It's just still there. I think that they'll be good enough. I mean, talent-wise, just to get through maybe the first or second round without him. But, I mean, me personally, I I got – my ticket is on um Houston. I just think that Houston got good enough to beat them. They got deep enough to beat them. Mm-hmm. So, I just feel like and they, ha- they haven't gotten any better. I mean, they've made a couple of lineup changes. But usually when you play with the same team three and four years, mm-hmm. there's people in back offices that are actually watching for matchups and seeing who could beat who. So I just think that I just got them not coming out of the West again. Not saying that they won't, but I just feel like this year they legitimate. Like last year, the last three years, you had to look at. He was like, "No, it's a clear sweep." Like look at it; they went undefeated the whole playoffs. playoffs yeah. You understand? So and that would we could have said that would have happened in the beginning of the season. Like mm. this year, you got to look at it. Like so, I mean, with Steph or not, I know he's going to be a major factor as far as it coming into maybe the 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 conference finals, but. I believe that they'll be able to win without him, and they got to try to get him back as healthy as he can because if not, then a lot of trouble. You got a uh, Kyrie, Kyrie coming out of Boston, who's a uh, that's major. That's that, that look. That look. That's major. I don't because now if I, when I was looking, see the thing is right now everybody's like a game or two out of the seventh seed. Mm. But when I was looking at it, I believe yesterday, I think if Boston might play, it might be the Bucks or. It might be the Bucks or it might be Miami, and then Washington falls up in that too. So those are those are scary matchups because now you don't have Kyrie Irving, mm-hmm. and if the rest of those young guys don't come up to show, they don't come up to play, you can mess around and just lose in the first round. Well, if the if the playoffs started right now, uh-huh. they'll be playing the Bucks. The Bucks, and right. that's scary. That is scary. That's scary. You don't because know what Buck, what Bucks team exactly. you're gonna get. Exactly. You, you, you Giannis might come, and Giannis might go thirty, average thirty the whole series, and Bledsoe come and show up, and you have a couple of guys over there that could actually just come to play a couple of nights out of the week, and mm-hmm. now we're talking something completely different. I think that Stephanum will definitely probably be able to beat everybody until they. Hit that Houston matchup. Well, yeah, because if uh, the playoffs started now, you have a you have a Stephless uh, Warriors going up against the Jazz, right? Which I believe they still be able. To, I mean, yeah. they have three other All Stars, so they'll still be able to. They'll still be able to, you know, push that through, mm-hmm. and they be able to sit him, and he doesn't have to worry about the pressure of trying to come back early. But I think with the Kyrie move, he doesn't actually have that lax time where he could be like, you know what. 
you know what, we're going to be able to get through these guys and let me just be but, 100%. But let's look at this scenario now. If uh, in the last run, the last two weeks that occur, if it occurs, we will probably concede a Timberwolves 7 going against a uh, Warriors 2. Yeah, Timberwolves 7. But see, the tim- for me, the Timberwolves, they're too inconsistent. Like last night they lost to Memphis. Memphis just lost about 61. Yeah. Last week. Right. That's not supposed to happen. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, of course, they don't have a Jimmy Butler. Like, I feel like they match up really good, probably with su- everybody. But well, they're supposed to get Butler back by the playoffs, supposedly. Right. They look good on paper. They look good against everybody when everybody's there and they're playing. But you can't come and lose to the Grizzlies last night. Right. Try- especially when y'all haven't solidified your spot in the playoffs. Because mm-hmm. that one game could actually kill y'all. Like. Yeah, because right now they're, they're, they're too ahead of... Of the Nuggets, which that could that could turn at any moment. Exactly. But like I said, but if you if you turn it up, and I think the fire went in the ass because that's when everybody, that's why the whole uproar happened last night was like we're not supposed to lose this fucking right. game. All right, so, you need to win as many games as you can win, especially to a team like the Grizzlies. Like obviously they show that the their effort isn't there. You lose by sixty. Well, it could happen another way too, where because you get a Jazz who pumps up. A couple of games and right. drops down the Spurs to seven, uh-huh. and you don't know what Spurs you get because you exactly. get a Kawhi Leonard. Spurs you can coming. get a fresh Kawhi Leonard that no one's seen, and now you got a lot to worry about. And regardless, even if they do play the um, even if the Spurs do play the Warriors, Pop is going to make sure that that team is able to come out and play the best that they can play, well, and he will be able to win a game or two just off of his coaching ability. What well, is what injury is more detrimental to their team, the Kyrie Irving or the, the Steph Curry? It has to be Kyrie Irving. Because when you look at uh when you look at the Warriors, they still have four they have four all stars. So when you lose one all star, you still have three all stars. Mm. When you look at Boston, how many all stars do they have? Nil. You just got a young team that's going. Exactly. You have a young team that's ready to compete and they, they're fearless, but you also lost Marcus Smart, that's the biggest defender. Mm-hmm. You understand? So your heart and soul of your defense is already out. Then you have the your superstar player. That's out. So, I mean, you can't, you're already vulnerable to a lot of teams. So, who's ever playing you in the first round? If you don't have Kyrie Irving, they really feel like they got a real shot. So, who, uh, who, who do you see right now is going to make the, the, the bigger push in the playoffs to get out of that first round? Who has to work the hardest right now to get out that first round? But, I mean, and I'm talking about like from the top four teams, we're looking at in the East and the West. Toronto's looking like, I'm mean, looking at Toronto looking amazing right you, now. You, you know, my thing with Toronto is, my thing with Toronto is they always, I mean, for the last three, four years, they've made themselves look really good in the season. Mm-hmm. And then you get in the playoffs and then you have choke time. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So if, from what I've seen from them in the playoffs, you've seen Kyle Lowry not show up. Mm-hmm. So, if he gets to the playoffs and then he doesn't show up, we got a whole different series because the thing with the East with Giannis and them, they're so they're, like he's so good he can actually have forty a night. And if he comes in there with the mindset that I'm going to beat y'all mm-hmm. and that I can actually beat y'all and everybody on that team follows, now you look at, like you understand Toronto isn't that good where that they can't be beaten. And I don't think that they have that play mentality. Like, you understand? Like, they don't have that play on it that's actually been in that situation. Like, sometimes you actually need that experience. Like, the reason why, like, I'm a LeBron James fan, of course, but I always say that even with 
like the trades and all, I still believe that LeBron James as a basketball IQ is still smart enough than everybody in the East to get out. Yeah. So I just feel like, you know, Toronto, they don't have that leadership or they don't have that one player that, you know, knows what it is to get out those series. So, I mean, it's up for grabs. You never know. I think for me, a team right now, and, and let's say in the top four in each, in, in each conference, that's detrimental for them to get out of the first round is, is Portland. I need to see Portland get out of that first round because I want they they've gotten so much success right now. Right. It's almost balancing like you said the Toronto way, but I also wanted to look as though that this is a team that I want people to take serious. Right. Like I want them to be you know cuz everybody could shine ass in a regular season of if you depending on the scheduling wise. I think Damian Lillard is the real deal. Mm. I just feel like you know sometimes you get tossed up in a situation where like you know you in a Western Conference finals you like you in a Western Conference, excuse me. And you just got your timing of being in the Western Conference is just tough because well, the other you thing got is, guys like well, the Steph other thing is, But also it's because they're going to say that he's loyal to a fault because it's like you could go anywhere right now. Exactly. Your, 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 your stock but is I, up. His stock is up and I believe that, I mean, I, I heard him say a comment. I don't know if it was this season or last season when he said that he wasn't going anywhere. But as anybody, as a superstar, as anybody that plays the sport, nobody wants to continually lose. You understand, especially when you work as hard as you work on your game. Like you understand, as a player, you can't be upset with your franchise if they're giving you the coach that they want. They're bringing in the players that you need, and then you don't get the job done. But I mean, at some point, when the organization can't get over that hump, you have to then look for other places to go. So I believe if maybe not this season or maybe not next, I don't really know what contract he's in, but he'll definitely renege on that. That comment you think, soon, you think yeah, because be, you think as a superstar, he's a superstar. Nobody wants to like you. Understand the ultimate goal is as a kid, you want to go to NBA, but yeah, you actually want to win. Don't believe that shit when nobody says they well, don't want to win. Because no, it's like it's like we talked about the San Antonio thing. It's like it looks good when you win it on paper, but like who the fuck really wants to go hang out in fucking Portland? I say the same thing. Like when I see a lot of teams that they go, even Utah, like you gonna go to Utah? It's like. A lot of these motherfuckers like to hang out. They ain't no nightlife in Utah. Exactly. <laughs> you see what LeBron James said, right? He said he sent he sent the little pitch out. He said if they don't appreciate him in Portland, he'd be. I'll show him what appreciation. Yeah, yeah. Is. He said he'll and take that's it. just real shit. Like yeah. you understand? Like you want to be around a culture of winning. I mean, right now they're in the third place, mm-hmm. which means they'll play seven. But no, everybody, they'll play, they play, they play six, six, six. Like I said, six right now will be um San Antonio. No, no, they'll play six. But you understand? Like you know every. I don't know I, that. I just don't think that right now they have what it takes to make that push out, and that's what they need. And a lot of teams are going to start looking right now, as, as everybody else is going to look into the, the the draft pool because uh this 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 year's draft is one, to, especially after the fucking NCAA tournament we have. We got a fucking eleven seed in the final four. Uh, sorry, but they're about to get bumped by Michigan. I don't give a fuck what nobody Ooh, tell me. Loyola. Fucking Lo- 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 Loyola. Yeah, I don't know. No, no, no. Cut that out. I don't yeah. know. You know why? Because. Anytime, like, see, that college game shit is a lot different. It is a lot. It takes different. one per. It takes one player to come and step up that night, and one player on the opposite team not to. But I, I, I spoke in a previous episode where I said that like, I think this year they set up the uh, the the playoff bra- uh, brackets different because they want to see they wanted to see certain matches. Not to say that someone predicted that Loyola was going to be in the final four, right? But they gave the rankings and the seeding separate differently. Because they wanted to see people have that kind of upset feel to it. Like Loyola at 11, I wouldn't have taken them at 11. I'd have probably taken them at 8 or even at 7 in their bracket. Right. But 
you know, they dropped them down lower just to make it seem that way. But now with Michigan, I think right now Loyola's playing a Michigan team that's been running on high. They haven't lost in all of two months. Right. And but, I mean, it, that could be a win-win or that could be a lose-lose because at the same time, same way that you don't believe that they can win, it's most people in the country that don't believe that they can win. But best believe every guy that's in that locker room. Somebody putting somebody putting five thousand, ten thousand on that Loyola game. Of course, <laughs> somebody, somebody that's an alumni. Nobody yeah. else is. That's <laughs> but that's the difference. You understand? Like the thing is this: is like if I'm a group, if me and my homeboys we going to play somebody and we going to play ball. You know what I'm saying? Everybody that's in that park or everybody that's in that gym might not think that we can win. Mm. But we only talking about one game. We only talking about one game. Like we don't have to come in here. Like NBA is different. You got them seven. You got seven games. Like you understand. Like if the NBA was one game and you done, mm-hmm. it would be it would be a lot fucking different. Right, one and done, yeah. Because you only have to come and show up for that moment. It's not far fetched for your best player to not be able to show up in that moment. Listen. So if you're Michigan, don't fucking think that you're gonna walk in and beat them guys because those motherfuckers. They not supposed to don't, be there. Don't rain on my shit because I'm, you know, I'm a Michigan fan. So I'm <laughs> listen. But that's the thing. With I like the one game when you done. You get what I'm saying? Because yeah. that's all we got to do. Yeah. You don't got no survival, fucking time. To, survival of the fitness. Exactly. We gonna get on this court and we gonna fucking win. Speaking of, the, of these college kids, we because we were running out of time. I, I, I told you, I told you, fifteen twenty. We we at thirty right now. So, <laughs> but oh, that's shit. good though. But you see, see how it flows. Second show and steps up. So, um, before we close out. Uh, we were to be, before the mics went on. We were discussing about how the whole uh, the draft situation is, and especially with the one and done. And I've been I've been discussing this for episodes about it. What's your take on the on the whole uh, one and done situation? They should eliminate it. If you eliminate it, because the thing is this: what's what's happening is you're actually saying that you need to go to college for one year, right? And they tried to make it seem like they were trying to eliminate the NBA bus and. A whole bunch of other stuff. But you're sending these kids to school for a year. When your first, like, you're actually going to have to be there for one semester because your first semester is going to run from maybe August to December. So you just have to take 15 15 credits, which could be bullshit. Mm -hmm. So what you're trying to basically tell people is, Go take the 15 credits. It doesn't matter what you take because you could take bullshit like swimming. You understand? You could take a whole bunch of nonsense classes mm-hmm. and then you get to your second semester basketball unless you go to exactly unless you get to the dance and you're in the final four you're probably already done basketball look at trey young and them they already done basketball at the beginning of march mm-hmm. which means when march what is it let's give a, a, a rough date 10th came in 15th they were already done with school because mm-hmm. i'm done with college right. you understand what i'm saying so it's not that you're sending me to college to actually make sure that i go there to learn something and that i can manage my money and when I get to the NBA, but because that's what they tried to make it seem like that's why they wanted less bus to come out of high school right. and and guys to know what's going on. If you gonna make them go to college, they need to go for two at least. That way, they done came out with an associate. Because if you only go for a semester, you could take swimming, you could take fucking, uh, uh, yoga class, intro- introductory exactly. to fucking college life. You understand? Like but if that. so, you basically, I just felt like that move was more for the you know for NCAA for them to make money because they're not paying those kids. Mm-hmm. They're not paying those kids, but they're making billions of dollars. There was two. There was two comments that uh, coaches made. Uh, John Cal- uh, Calipari made a comment where he says that uh, if you're going to give these kids a con- uh, a scholarship, and um, what you should, what they should do is the M- knowing that it's a one and done. The NBA knowing that knowing that this kid is NBA ready, but they have to do the one and done. 
the, the NBA should advance them five uh, fifty thousand dollars as a loan to the family. They're not doing that. They're not. See, the thing is this: everything is a a marketing. It's everything is within one to make money. The reason why the NBA made them go to college is because it made sure that those players, those superstar players that people actually want to tune in and turn the TV on to see in the NCAA are going there. So that makes that makes the NCAA big again, and it makes you sit down and watch the Trey Youngs for the whole year. Next year it's going to make you watch Zion Williamson for right. the whole year. But if those guys are don't have to, those guys are going straight to the NBA. Steve Kerr made a comment where he says, uh, I don't think it's fair for uh, college players to make their, their, their declarations to the NBA, and then once they're not drafted, that they have to they're gone. They're done. They, they right. can't go back to college. So he says, if they're not if they're not selected, bring them back to school. That that makes sense. Um, remember last time I was here, I told you that Shamari Pons he going to he's going to the NBA. I don't see it. All right, he I mean he he just announced that he's declaring. He's de- oh. he's declaring. Oh, that's what it was. Shout out to him though. I, Hopefully, what's it? What was it? His sophomore. Yeah, the sophomore season. Sophomore, he's declaring. He declared, but he's declaring without an agent. So he's gonna go do the. You know, he's going to go do the workouts. He's going to get his evaluation. If he, if they like what they see, mm. he's going to make his full push to the draft. If not, because he doesn't get an agent, he's going to go back to school. Oh, so that's, that's the, that's, I forgot. Yeah, that's the loophole. If you do get an agent, then you declare professional and then you can't go right. back. That's what it is. Okay. All right. Um, more power. I don't the, see, I don't see it happening. No, you know, you know, you know what the thing is scary with him is that if he goes and he works out with these teams, he's going to, asp- expose a lot of people he can he's a natural scorer but that, but that can hurt and that could help no yeah, i think i think it can i i don't know because i believe that he's good enough he's one of the i'm telling you if somebody selects him he's going to be maybe one of those sneaky players in the draft he's going to be one of those players if he goes to a team and he's able to get a veteran ahead of him that's on their way out the door or maybe somebody that's ahead of him that can teach him that NBA game and they get hurt, he's going to be able to score. If you watch all his games against the big lights, man, he plays. He plays against everybody. I, I'm, I'm one, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of homegrown dudes making it, people, for the, dudes, females, whoever the case may be. I'm, I'm a big fan of that. I love it. I want to see it happen. But in my, in my opinion, I think he should have done one, I think he should have done one more year. One more year, really put it on, especially with the talent that's going to come out next year and show and prove with them. I really think that he can do it. Your last, your thoughts on uh, Trey Young. Should he come out or not? Of course. You think so? Of course. Of course. I mean, the thing is this. What you waiting for? Well, unless he's broke. Unless, unless money-wise nah, is bad. it don't have nothing to do with money. I think so because, you know why? I think the second half of the season exposed the shit out of him. I think he got exposed very much you, so. But you know why he got exposed? Because the player, the players that you play with, they're horrible. Well, that and I also think I think teams picked up on it as well. Right. So to... no. So the players that he played with are horrible. And now that you've ha- been able to watch us play for uh, half of a season, now you guys know how to defend us. So now you guys know that my team don't even want to shoot the ball. I've watched consecutive plays him give the ball to people and they just mm-hmm. pass it back for him to score. Right. Now you go to the NBA, everybody's on your playing field. You understand? I'm not expected to have 40. I'm not expected to have these big nights. Right. If he could come to the NBA, he's a natural born scorer. He's going to be able to score. He goes to the NBA right now and I think they have him at nine going to the Knicks. They have already had. He's dropped down. He's going right. to the Knicks spot. He's but, going to the Knicks, but that the, I think the 10th pick or either the eighth pick is Cleveland. Mm. 
Just imagine Trey Young. Oh, here you go. LeBron James. All right, before we go, LeBron, LeBron fan light. Let's see. You know that, man. LeBron James, MVP. Where they can get you at? Um, I'm at Rich Soul Light. That's R-I-C-H Soul Two underscores light. You know, you could catch us on the Rich Merch page. You could grab you a nice one of these good. And thank you for the yeah, thank you for the hoodie. You know Ooh, that. I'm gonna always take care. Of you, man. I'm gonna get that. Get my tat tonight. Niggas I'm gonna go out there and wear my. You gotta dress rich because we are rich. Fuck what you heard. You know that. Uh-huh. <laughs> I love you, my child. I love you too. Yeah, she's in the building. Of course, we get it back in here for playoff time. I'm gonna wear my where my, my drops at going. Uh, I gotta make sure you guys check her out as well. She uh, listen. I don't bring her in for no reason, man. She know what the fuck she talk about, guys. Listen. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back. Check you guys in a sec. We'll be back with the regular season sportscast with Jada Red Santi and whoever's sitting in the co-host chair. Yo, this is Papito Music and you're listening to TRSS. Yeah. Talking sports and shit. Uh, I didn't even know that was. Uh, wow. Oof, that went long. Shout out to my homie, my show, my child, LeBron fan. Light was in the building. She stops in. And man, I didn't even know we talked that long. I had to. I looked it up. I said, woof. Yeesh. But that was a lot of info. Chock, chock full of chock full of info. Chock full of NBA goodness. All, all for you, ladies and gentlemen. Check her out and her and her peoples. All right. That's what we do out there, ladies and gentlemen. So. Uh, just just quick notes. Gonna run through this quickly. Got a um, basically Odell Beckham Jr. Yeah, looks like though that he's um looks like the the Giants are, are are not pleased with him. And although they have not fully confirmed it, but it seems as though that they might be shopping him. He's gonna be holding him up for a contract extension. And to be honest, as a Giants fan, I think he's worth the money. But I've been telling guys. And I've been telling you guys for the longest time, the Giants do not tolerate nonsense. They, they you know, the Maras and that family and that that organization do not have the patience and the 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 wherewithal to deal with seeing buffoonery happen. You know, the videotape coming out with him uh, uh, smoking, uh, smoking weed, I guess, or uh, the female possibly doing blow, whatever. Hey, it's a party, whatever. What are we gonna do? And uh, the, 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 the Giants don't tolerate that. I was having a conversation with someone. They was like, yeah, but they did with Lawrence Taylor. I said, yeah, then what happened afterwards? No, nobody else. Plexico, Plexico Burris, gone. That bullshit with the fucking coach last year, gone. They don't tolerate nonsense. They don't like to see their name smeared in, in the media about negative shit. They would they'd rather boot your ass out. That's what they do. So would not be surprised if uh, Odell is sent packing but i would like to see him back in a giant uniform i would give him the money and i guess probably keep him on a short lease because yeah that's i, I mean i mean that's that's all you generally gonna have to do you have to keep him on a short lease because i sunned you five star small forward darius Baisley uh decommits from syracuse and he's going straight to the g league it looks like someone's found a loophole and i'm gonna tell you people are like i hope this is not one thing that keeps occurring because it's going to damage the NCAA. No, it's no, it's not. It actually is going to help because it, at least you're going to find fucking talent through the pipeline of 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 school of students who actually want to go to school and not waste everybody's time. That's all it is. 
You got coaches who are going to be coaching a player and it's only for a year and they're not going to care. They're going to go right through. So Bezar has decided that he'll, um, instead of following through his commitment with Syracuse, the McDonald's uh, All-American forward, uh, has decided just to go to the G League. And I'm telling you, this is this this is going to be a continuous trend. I see it happening. I really do. And to be honest, I hope it does. I really do because it's we got to do something to shake that that whole NCAA stuff. We got to do something about it. But let's see what happens from here on out. Whoa, 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 whoa! Stop the clock. All right, guys, that's pretty much it. We're done for. Uh, yikes! That, that 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 was pretty fast. Guys, make sure you check us out on all social media. I'll check us out on the like and group page. The regular season sportscast. Check us out on Twitter at RWJSanti. Also, check us out on Instagram at regular season sports. Check us out on the anchor and YouTube at TRSS, Turnbuckle Tab. Because that's what we do. We're all over. And RageWorks.net, everybody. RageWorks.net is where you get everything under one umbrella. Why go anywhere else? Don't, book ma- don't bookmark anything else. Bookmark us. We got you. Comic books, TV shows, movies, podcasts, all under one umbrella. We do it for the culture pop culture that is rageworks.net man do it for the family man listen i'm gonna be out of here i'm gonna still apartment hunt i got some i got a realtor who just hit me up telling me that uh, i could look at his place probably tomorrow so wish me luck kitties all right guys i'm not best for business i'm best for everybody i am the king of talk style and i catch you guys on the rebound squash i only do it that long because i trying to look for my jingle but i'm out of here peace the regular season sportscast with your host jay the red santi Yes.